This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Silver and Black Flashback with your host, author of the Raiders Encyclopedia, Rich Schmelter. As always, thank you so much, Murph. And thanks also to the best damn fan base in the world, Raider Nation. All right, let's get to it, Raider Nation. In the previous episode of Silver and Black Flashback, We left off at the halfway point of the Raiders' 1976 season with them posting a 6-1 record, which tied them with the Baltimore Colts for the best record in the American Football Conference heading into the second half of the season. Our Raiders opened the second half of the 76 season at home against the Denver Broncos on October 31st, and they continued to have offensive problems against a tough Denver defense. Through three quarters, the score was 6-6 on field goals by Denver's Jim Turner and Oakland's Errol Mann. This game marked the Oakland debut of Mann, who was signed during the week leading up to this game to replace rookie kicker Fred Steinfort, who was placed on the injured reserve list for the rest of the season due to a torn groin muscle. Ouch! Can I get another ouch on that one, folks? After spending 10 years with the Detroit Lions, the 35-year-old man was released by the team two weeks prior to signing with the Raiders. Great break for Mann to leave an average team at best for a championship contender. Also joining the Raiders was another veteran, running back Hubert Ginn, who earned a Super Bowl ring with the undefeated Miami Dolphins in 1972. He was released by the Dolphins off their injured reserve list and was at home in Miami when Al Davis called him about coming to the Raiders after rookie running back Terry Coons suffered a knee injury. The Raiders' defense kept Oakland in this game by pounding away at Denver quarterback Steve Ramsey and sacking him 10 times. This defensive effort reminded many Raider backers of the 11 Angry Men defensive unit that tore up opponents on their way to helping the Raiders win 13 games in the AFL Championship in 1967. Cliff Branch then ignited the offense by hooking up with Ken Stabler on two long receptions of 43 and 52 yards and finished the game with three receptions for 103 yards. Stabler later found Fred Bolitnikoff for the go-ahead touchdown from 31 yards out. Clarence Davis added a seven-yard insurance touchdown run, and Oakland won 19-6. The 7-1 Raiders now had a whopping three-game lead in the division over second-place Denver and San Diego. Despite three sacks, windy condition, and a woozy feeling, Ken Stabler carried on in a 28-27 come-from-behind victory on the road over the Chicago Bears on November 7th. 
One of the sacks inflicted on Stabler by the tough Chicago defense saw him hit his head hard on the turf. This occurred in the third quarter, and he spent the remainder of the game in a fog, but still managed to complete 11 of 17 pass attempts for 234 yards and three touchdowns in the game. The winning score came on Cliff Branch's second touchdown reception of the game. His first one was a 75-yarder in the second quarter. On the game winner that covered 49 yards with four minutes left to play, Branch caught the ball after it was tipped into his hands by a defender. Mann's conversion then gave Oakland the lead. Branch finished the day with an incredible 163 receiving yards on only five catches. Dave Casper was on the receiving end of Stabler's other scoring toss from 17 yards out, and Clarence Davis supplied the ground forces with a two-yard scoring run. The defense did its part by holding the NFL's top rusher, Walter Payton, to 97 yards despite a team record 36 carries. Even though Payton led the game in rushing and scored three touchdowns, holding him to under 100 yards after all those carries proved to be an incredible achievement for the tough Raider defense. Our Raiders had the opportunity to clinch at least a tie for yet another AFC Western Division crown at home on November 14th against their fierce longtime rivals, the Kansas City Chiefs. Fred Bolintnikoff and Dave Casper each caught a touchdown pass from Ken Stabler to give him a league-leading 20 scoring passes. Bolintnikoff hauled in a 32-yarder and Casper's covered 22 yards. Oakland's other touchdown came on a one-yard run by Pete Banasak. Despite Stabler's key passes for scores, the Raiders relied on a tough running game that produced 211 yards on 40 carries, with Mark Van Egan's 95 yards leading the way in a 21-10 victory. This win allowed the Raiders to sweep the season series from the Chiefs for the first time since 1974. They also closed in on home field advantage throughout the playoffs and were now posting an AFC Best 8-1 record after the Baltimore Colts lost. The Raiders became the first team of the season to reach 10 wins, and they also clinched a playoff spot with a 26-7 win on the road over the Philadelphia Eagles on November 21st. Running back Mark Van Egan stood out in Oakland's lopsided win by rushing for 133 yards that included a one-yard touchdown run. Fred Bolintnikoff caught a 16-yard touchdown pass from Ken Stabler, and Clarence Davis ran in one from eight yards out for another touchdown. A 32-yard field goal by Errol Mann and a safety rounded out Oakland's scoring. Ted Hendricks was responsible for the safety when he blocked a punt in the end zone. Three things that could be counted on for the most part in the late 60s and 70s were death, taxes, and a division title for the Oakland Raiders. For the eighth time in nine seasons, the Silver and Black wrapped up yet another Western Division Championship. This time, the clincher came at the Coliseum with their biggest margin of victory during the season, which was a 49-16 blowout over the expansion and winless Tampa Bay Buccaneers on November 28th. Ken Stabler threw for 245 yards and two touchdowns on 15 of 23 attempts. Warren Bankston and Cliff Branch were on the receiving end of Stabler's touchdown passes. From the ground attack, Oakland recorded four touchdown runs from short yardage. Mark Van Egan added two from one yard apiece, Pete Banasak a two-yarder, and Carl Garrett from one yard out. Mike Ciani closed out the scoring by catching a 37-yard touchdown pass from Mike Ray. Now, during the week prior to Week 13, 
All the talk around the pro football world centered on the Raiders game with the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals came into this game with a 9-3 record, and if they beat the Raiders, they would eliminate the Pittsburgh Steelers from playoff contention. Now, the Steelers were a major pain in the ass to the Raiders over the past two postseasons, so if the Raiders allowed the Bengals to win, that would erase Pittsburgh from their path to the Super Bowl. Really? Come on now, folks. No way were our Raiders going to fold up and lose on purpose to get even with the Steelers. They wanted Pittsburgh bad, and losing was not an option. So with that being said, on December 6th at the Coliseum, our Raiders clinched home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs with a 35-20 win over Cincinnati on a Monday night football telecast. This win allowed the Raiders to have a perfect 6-0 record against the Bengals at the Coliseum, and it improved the Raiders' record on Monday Night Football to a near-perfect 8-1-1 record. Ken Stabler proved to be just as near-perfect as the Raiders on Monday Night Football, as he connected on 16 out of 20 pass attempts for 217 yards and 4 touchdowns. Dave Casper caught two of Snake's touchdown passes, while Cliff Branch and Fred Bolitnikoff scored the others. For the game, Branch had six receptions for 112 yards. Pete Banasak got Oakland's other touchdown on a one-yard run. This convincing win seemed to make it apparent that the Raider offense was firmly back on track and hitting their peak at the right time. Since 1968, the San Diego Chargers weren't able to beat the Raiders. That streak remained intact thanks to a 24-0 romp in Oakland on December 12th in the regular season finale. The Raiders' 13 wins allowed them to tie the 67 team for the most regular season wins in team history. The Raiders also secured a perfect record at home for the third time in team history, with the other two coming in 1967 and 1969. They also posted the best record in the entire pro football world for 1976. Head coach John Madden rested some of his starters in preparation for the playoffs, but the Silver and Black still dominated. Mike Ray played in place of Ken Stabler and produced three touchdown passes to Cliff Branch, Dave Casper, and Morris Bradshaw. An Earl Mann field goal from 42 yards out gave the Raiders their other points. Mark Van Egan, one of the starters who did not rest up, became the third running back in team history to break the 1,000-yard barrier. He achieved this with 95 yards rushing in this game to give him a total of 1,012 yards for the season. As a team, the 1976 Raiders scored 350 points during the regular season to rank fourth in the league and led the league with 33 touchdown passes, and the defense allowed 237 points to rank 12th in that category. Ken Stabler led the league with a 103.4 passer rating. He also led the league in passing yards per game with 228.1 and finished with an incredible 66.7 completion percentage. For his efforts, he won the Gorman Award for the third time in the past three seasons, which was presented to the Raider who best exemplified the pride and poise of the organization. Other honors that came Stabler's way after this incredible season were the Burt Bell Award, presented to the best player in the NFL, the Sporting News AFC Player of the Year, Pro Football Weekly's Offensive Most Valuable Player of the Year Award, and Football Digest's NFL Quarterback of the Year. Much to the amazement of many, Ken Stabler did not receive all NFL first-team honors. 
For some odd reason, the United Press International decided to select Burt Jones from the Baltimore Colts to receive that honor. Now, Burt Jones was an incredible quarterback, had a great year for Baltimore. But let's face it, folks, Ken Stabler definitely deserved it. And why he did not receive it? Well, that's anyone's guess. Cliff Branch's 46 receptions for 1,111 yards and 12 touchdowns allowed him to earn the Football Digest NFL Receiver of the Year Award. He also earned All-Pro and All-AFC honors. 53 receptions for 691 yards and 10 touchdowns by tight end Dave Casper earned him All-Pro and All-AFC honors. And punter Ray Guy's 41.6-yard average per kick earned him his fourth straight All-Pro season, as well as his fourth straight All-AFC honor. Linebacker Ted Hendricks and offensive tackle Art Shell each were honored with election to the All-AFC team. In addition to his selection to the All-AFC team, Art Shell also earned the Oakland Raiders Lineman of the Year Award for the first time in his brilliant career. Well, Raider Nation, that wraps up part two of this story about the 1976 Raiders. Please join me again as the Raiders begin on their quest for Super Bowl dominance in the next two episodes. So until we are back together once again to wrap up this incredible time in Raiders history, I proudly salute each and every one of the audience with those three words I embrace every moment of every day. And what are those three words? Well, here they come. Love you, Raider Nation! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.